Rise Up. Welcome to Rise Up Radar, where we keep the Falcons on your radar. Thank you for joining me, Stan Parker, for another episode. Let's have a ballin' show. And we are back again with another episode of Rise Up Radar. Tonight, I got a special treat for you guys. I got my brother. He's not my real brother, but he is he is blood. We got Leandro Miller in the house. Leandro, how are you, friend? Hey, I'm blessed. I'm blessed and highly favored. I'm highly favored. Thank you for being allowed me to be on this show with you. Absolutely. Uh diehard Falcons fans rocking the red, red and black snapback right now. Um, we're just gonna jump right into uh the state of the franchise. So we had a uh we had a curious not a curious, but um Definitely saw it coming of the implosion that happened. I mean, there's nothing new this season. The the Falcons are setting records for blowing games this season alone. And so with that, this coaching staff has to be wiped out, right? Like this entire coaching staff has to be cleaned out. It does. It, it does. I mean, you know, we had a bit of the season to get rid of uh, our, our uh, coach, man. And hey, it's been a long time coming. We thought he's gonna come in and do good things like he did from where he was in Seattle. But hey, hey we gotta make this change. You know what right. I'm saying? And this is so, where we gotta go. And so, so that all being said, I think Dirk Cutter is a hundred percent gone. There's no, you can't. Dirk Cutter, the offensive coordinator. There's, there's no saving that. But. um Raheem Morris, there is a discussion to have of whether or not he should have a fair shake of a whole season or an off season or whatever, or is four and five good enough or, or five and four as a head coach for the Atlanta Falcons enough to set, you know show him the door? I mean, I think if you give him the opportunity, like I said, give him a clean start. I mean, I want to offer him no two or three year deal. I give him that one year just to see what he'll do with a full preseason, full um, summer camp, training camp, draft. See just how he fits in the whole role of things, and then I will rate him off that. But we can't rate him just off, you know, mid season performance and and having to put pieces back together. I wouldn't uh, give him a fair shot like that. Yeah, I, I I I definitely could see where that you could you could come with that is you know he didn't get a fair shake of being a, the the full the full head coach with no like f- full on offseason because I mean to his credit the attitude has changed on the field. Right. I mean from from game one of of Raheem being the head coach, you know they've brought a lot, a lot more a gap pressure. They've a lot mm-hmm. brought a lot more um, linebacker blitzes and whatnot. But you know, but that's all a- attitude. They're forcing it turnovers, is. and so. I mean, you got to look at, I mean, from being a player previously, you know, um, when a head coach is, is, is removed, you know, a lot of people have, we love their head coach. And then when a new person is taking over, I mean, there's some people not going to like it. Some people not, it's hard to adjust. And so, you know, but Raheem Morris, you know, he had done a great job trying to keep those games. And the media don't tell you all the stuff that's going on in that locker room. So that's why I said giving him a new shot to just, hey, hey, the people who don't want to be there, let's get them gone, get them traded, whatever. People who want to be the program you know we're gonna be with the program and get it going you know and also too you're talking about like media um there was another um i guess uh 
a story that came out today that Raheem Morris. I, okay, before we get started to that, I I like the fact that Raheem Morris is a real one. Like he is, he's a hundred percent. I don't know if you've listened to any of his um, interviews and and stuff like that. Uh, that he'll he'll call it straight. And he calls it straight down the middle, which I like. He's very aggressive and very stern, I guess, in his in the way he's presents himself to the media. But I mean, he, if someone has a bad game, he's gonna say, "I heard him tonight." You know, the media could get a hold of a, a you know a statement and say, "Oh, he threw his third running back under the bus." But no, he was just telling it like it is. He's like he didn't have a great practice, and he you know he couldn't you know stop a bloody nose so so he's not gonna play so um so he has named ito smith as the lead running back Uh so what what are your thoughts on that what what i mean i I think for a long time i uh just watching todd Gurley and smith um i always saw i'm like i'm a uga fan i i love todd Gurley, but he is not producing like he should be producing right here with atlanta falcons so smith smith been doing phenomenal i mean when i went to the uh falcons and saints game this past one and i'm telling you it was crazy in, in the dome i just went this past um one was at home November or December, whatever it was. Okay. But um, yeah, he had to make that call. You had to make that call to let Todd Gurley know, hey, buddy, you you're not our first uh, starter. You you had to take that presence. Say Smith, he's our guy. Yeah. And I think mentally, as a superstar, when you when that's been told to you, it, it, it's either gonna make you kick it to another gear or you're gonna sit down. You know. So the pressure is on. Produce, baby. Yeah, pressure's on. And also, too, so, and then okay, and then they asked him, kind of like a follow-up question is, okay, so if Edo Smith's your guy, what what was the change? What what changed? It was it they're trying to basically get at that uh, you know, Todd's hurt. Right. And he wouldn't admit that 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 Todd's hurt, which he looks hurt. He looks like a shell of the the MVP caliber running back that he was. Yeah. Um, but no, they they attributed to the production of Edo Smith. And so, you know, I don't know if that's a little coach speak, but I mean kudos to Edo Smith and get his opportunity for real. I mean, yeah, I think they've been really pacifying uh Todd. Like I say, when I was at the Saints game uh in this this December field, he was on the side. Lines. I mean, you know, he he has been just centered to being that third down back or that go, running in the goal line, right? And punching it in, but he is not a hundred percent. And Todd haven't been a hundred percent since he left the Rams. So it's like we've been trying to overshadow. He and I don't know. He may end up like um our last running back who just left. I can't think of his name. Devontae Freeman. Devontae Freeman. I don't know why I would have called him Jones, but he he's turned into that type of a uh, uh, back that he was great at one point, but he haven't shaken back from um you know his 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 injuries. I'm sorry, but you know. We're trying to win games. We, we got to finish. The yeah, this we got to rise up and finish. This will be the second um, uh, Rams legend that comes to the Falcons to yeah. end their career. Yes. So, yes. right, exactly. uh, yeah. All right, there's a trend going. There's a trend going. <laughs> All right, so moving on to to um, some surprising news that came out of the league this today that um, they made their they released the Pro Bowl list and yeah. um, we. Uh, on the podcast, we've we had an episode a, a while back when the, when the Pro Bowl uh, voting just started, and we we highlighted two and we uh, we highlighted three players that we thought potentially could get a selection, maybe not get the nod. So we uh-huh. we highlighted we uh, Foyer looking uh, at, at linebacker, and then we highlighted Calvin Ridley, 
Mm-hmm. And then we highlighted Young, uh, young Way Koo. Okay. And so we got, so those three, of those three, we only got one right. Young Way Koo ends up right. getting the Pro Bowl selection, but we did not see Grady Jarrett coming through in the clutch and getting the Pro Bowl nod for defensive tackle. And what he's been our rock for ever since, I mean, he's been a, a, a find in the draft, one of the best, you know, uh, late round draft picks that, that we've had. And uh, I didn't, I didn't necessarily, I didn't know, didn't see him that coming. I didn't see him. I mean, you got to look at uh, with Grady Jerry. I mean, yeah, he, I mean, he recorded what I think 26 tackles that they have him at. I mean, I expected more than him. He did four sacks this year. Uh, I mean, I really wanted more than him. He's a big guy. And, you know, but he's doing his thing in the trenches. But again, I wanted more. We didn't see them coming. We thought Calvin Ridley should have been in there. I mean, right. Snub. I don't know. Um, but I mean, he finishing right now with a season with uh nine TDs. I mean, uh, receiving touchdowns. So, I mean, right. uh, Metcalf and, and Adams and all the guys, they I mean, they they producing like almost 12 and 13 touchdowns, uh, coming in. So, he, I yeah. think he was right on the cusp of being able to make that cut. And that's that's a deep position group, anyway. Like, yes. with like defensive tackle, you know, I'm it's not they're not household names unless you're Aaron Donald. So, right, like, you would right. look down the list and see, not see a lot of like name value, but yeah. wide receiver is a bunch of like name value. You're talking DJ Metcalf, and I can't even think, like, what you said, uh, uh, Adams, Adams, I mean, and Jefferson. I mean, Jefferson, he's a rookie. I mean, like, I mean, this dude here been catching bomb passes. Um, even Michael, uh, Michael, no, no, Michael Crabtree. I get one name wrong uh, episode. It doesn't matter. You can yeah. go back and listen to all the episodes. Yeah. I get one name wrong. Um, Michael Thomas down in New Orleans. Yeah. So, right, right, right. Um, and, and I mean, I mean, he got Drew Brees. I mean, so he's gonna he's gonna get the yardage. I mean, and, and and that's and that's a lot of things with what happened with you know when you look at the uh, stats. Calvin Ridley. I mean, he was catching the catches, but you know the yardage sometimes. And Matt Ryan missing him. What can we do? I mean, and we know our, our, our man got Julio, our, our, our money man. Is yeah. Money. She should be, you know? Yeah. All right. So speaking of Julio, he's had yeah. the nagging uh, hamstring. Well, he's got a little bit of nagging everything. He's pretty notorious for that. Um, right. He gets a bad rep for not playing, but he plays a very high percentage of the snaps in all, inside of the offense. So, like, Optically, people give him hard time for like not being on the field, but like statistically, he is right up there with usage rate when he's in the game. Um, but uh, he's got a nagging hammy. Do you just sit him for the rest of the last two games, or do you let him let him play, let him stretch it out? Well, I mean, when we look at that, what can we? we 2020 season's over with. Oh, yeah. Uh, we, we, we have to look for 2020. I, I think that, yes, I had suggested that we need to just lose out and just get a higher draft pick. I mean, just call it a loss. You know, we we can't rise this time, you know. So, <laughs> <laughs> you know, we, we just need to just transform our minds and just start to focus on the future. So, Julio, uh, yes, yeah, sit down. Who, we need Julio on the field. This hamstring thing is nagging. But when Julio's on the field, I don't care if we don't even Matt don't even throw him the ball. Right. He he messes with defensive coordinators. You know what I'm saying? So he has to be on the field. And when he's not on the field, we, we got Calvin Ridley. And, right. 
Russell Gage. Zekel and Zeki is and stuff like I mean, it's yeah. like our threats are going down, right? So, but we need him on the field. So that nagging energy gets let him rest. Let him rest. Now, if you come back, Julio 2021, you're doing this stuff, man. Look, we need that money back. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> we need it, but hey, because 2021 needs to be the uh the revenge tour. Exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm with you. They I we've been saying it on, on the show that I mean, this was weeks back, three weeks back. That go ahead and this season's a loss and just wrap it up and right. Right, Let, right. And, and then you could see if Calvin could carry the torch because they're not, you know, circling number 11 on the depth chart. They're circling number 18. Exactly. They're going to bracket you. Can you carry the load, you know, of, um, but anyway, all right. So, so with that, talking about higher draft picks, let's move on to the draft real quick. Mm-hmm. Um, so with that, implosion that we'll cover in our next episode tomorrow we'll cover um we'll go over what happened and the stats inside of that game uh tomorrow on our on our uh, regular episode but after that game the 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 Falcons are picking number five overall right now. There's a lot of things that can happen between now and then. you know they got two games left and we still we not pick until way you know the draft date is way in advance, but it's still good to talk. I mean, all right, before sorry, side note. The Jets won. Right. Jets what, are, what are they what are they doing? Man. Dude, I, you're talking about a dumpster fire of a franchise. That's horrible. It, like they were in line to get sunshine and they won and they were like celebrating like they won the Super Bowl. I'd be punching people in the face. Yeah, I mean, but look, man, the Jets, they have just been they've been terrible this year. I mean, yes. They they losing um star people. Um yeah, I Adams. Even, I think that hey. Falcons need to talk to them, you know, see what we can do. You know, <laughs> let's make, let's try to bribe them out that slot because they're not gonna do nothing weird, productive, okay. you know. Okay, so with with the Jets winning, they got passed by um by the Jaguars. Right, if right. you go to a couple of different like websites or whatever, I think they go by I don't know if they go by strength of schedule or what win percentage or what, but the Jaguars now have the number one pick according to some some websites. With that win and the Jaguars being one in thirteen or whatever they are, the Jaguars jumped them and now they could get Trevor Lawrence and then they would have to settle, air quotes settle for Justin Fields. Well, you know, I, I do know that what I will well, well, presume that the losing record will um, have the the highest uh, draft pick. Right. I don't know what the Jags. Sit. I know they suck, but uh, yeah, no, they're they're the same record. They both got the same record. They're, they're both one and thirteen. I guess they go by. I guess you know points allowed, points for. I'm sure they go down to the nitty gritty of trying to figure out who's right. Who's top. But um, I mean the Jags. I mean, look, you you got Minshew down there. I mean, why would you need Justin? I mean, Minshew. Yeah, he he kind of like showed up. I think he was a one hit wonder sometime. I mean, yeah, and he took took Nick Foles and stuff like. I, but hey, man, I feel like the Falcons need to go ahead and make some magic. Okay. Fingers. Yes, spirit fingers. Yes, we we need to rise to the occasion and take advantage of this draft. Okay. 
know, it's the first time. First time since 2008 that they've had a top five draft pick. Okay. So they, the high, if they had some magic, if they lose out and the Panthers win one of their last two games, mm-hmm. the highest I th- they could have is four. So with the, okay. we call it a four or five, but this will be a top five draft pick. So they should not have another one of these seasons for a long, long time. So you need to capitalize on this position. So, all right, with the fifth pick overall, the Falcons select who? The Falcons will select Trevor Lawrence. Do you think Trevor's going to be there? I, 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 well, well. Trevor Lawrence or Najee Harris, because last time we had a fifth pick, we selected Deion Sanders for the Atlanta Falcons. That's last time the Atlanta Falcons had a fifth pick. We got to pick someone that's going to come out here and make a big impact into okay. our game and okay. bring someone into the, into the locker room. So it has to be somebody that, that know how to win championship games. And those two people, Najee Harris and Trevor Lawrence, are two people that come to mind or know how to win. Okay, so uh, let's just run. Uh, so the first pick is going to be Trevor Lawrence. The second pick is going to be Justin Fields. So they're going to be off the board. Then there's got, there's an offensive lineman that's rated really high. Someone's going to take him. And then you've got um, another linebacker uh, from uh, from Penn State, Micah, Micah Parsons, Michael Parsons, Micah Parkinson, Parsons. But uh-huh. so the Falcons, okay, let's go position group. Let's not worry about names. Let's go position group. Right. So would you rather see the Falcons take a running back in that a, a high end can't miss running back? Or would you rather see them take a defensive end? Cause we're all uh, me, Chris, Todd, and Zach are all screaming for defensive line help, defensive end or defensive line right there mm-hmm. at, at number five. Well, um, the guy was, from the guy from Miami would say, we, "Do we need do do we need some defensive line help?" Yes, but I would say if we're gonna take that fifth um, pick. I would go with the run, a running back. I would spend the money on the running back. Um, yeah, to to help Smith and to tell Gar- Gurley, hey, either we gonna. Um, do good with you or do good without you. But we got somebody in the backfield that's, that's going to bring that power. I mean, right now, the NFL got us projecting the game, uh, Justin Fields, in our, in our uh, pick. They were projecting us to get. Hey, Project- yo, and listen, if the Falcons stay and get number four or number five, and somehow or another, Justin Fields goes past uh, the Jets and the Jaguars, dude, and they pick up Justin Fields, I'd be a. I'd be a okay with that. I mean, they they looking. At, I mean, the Jets looking. At, they projected uh, Zach Wilson for the uh, the BYU. Jets. Right for BYU. You're, they, you're crazy. They who's, who's that? Who's that? NFL.com. Yeah, NFL. NFL.com. The mock listen. draft. They got Trevor Lawrence going to the Jags. That way they got they got yeah. T.L. going there. I mean, yeah. so and, and Jamar Chase Bengals. Uh, yeah, go pin a suit and they, and they look yeah. at us, Justin Fields. Yes, and Justin Fields on the board, of Bro. course. Take yeah. him. You don't even have to get you the countdown. To. You don't even have to get a countdown. Just go ahead yes. and give him the envelope. Yeah, you, you, you have to. I, I, I think, and if we mess up that, I mean, because Thomas Dimitrov, he he is, he was a problem. That's where he he had to go when it comes out to making good draft picks. I, I, I guess we can do it on another episode. I have a, a fan experience that we should do when we come down to draft picks. I mean, I think I'm, I will. T- 
right, Roger Goodell and say, hey, I got a, I got a suggestion what we should do for them. Those six and seven picks, I think the fans should be involved. Yes. I think the fans should be involved. Yes, that would be awesome. I yeah. write that in, man. I'm gonna write it down. Hey, you, you gotta leak up it. I'm yeah. gonna propose it, but I have I have a, a, a well thought out plan of how the fans can be involved and create the ultimate fan experience for people who are diehard, you know, and intrigued with what's going on with their team. Dude, I'm down. I'm down the clown. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, that's that's exciting. So you would get you're going you're going quarterback there. I'm not mad at quarterback right there if it's the right quarterback. So let's let's play hypothetical one more time. Okay. Justin Fields and Trevor Lawrence are not available. You're you're still going Najee Harris. Still you know, going. Or you are you you're going you're straight you're going running back our high end running back right there. What and Najee Harris will be there at five. I mean, right. Right. I don't know yeah. what he's projected to go to, but I mean. You know, I, they were they, was, they was projecting him uh, uh, not even a top top ten. Uh, with, like when I looked at, I think it was number four, pick forty four, and I'm like, hey, pick forty four, well, round if, two. If he okay, so if it's round two, what if what if you did this? What if what if you did um, like a defensive end there, or, or maybe even um, a, if that Micah Parsons is on on the board, that linebacker from for the uh, Penn State, I think he'll be a dif- difference maker. So if you go defense right there, and then you could slide to pick forty four in the draft and select uh, Najee Harris, would you would you go with that Najee Harris in the second round? I go with Nigel, but defensively, I I I wouldn't too much focus on my defensive line. I I, I don't like my secondary. Uh, our secondary it can, it can be picked apart. I mean, yeah. Well, to play devil's advocate, you Deion Sanders can't cover four seconds. I mean, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, that's right, too, right. that's too long because there's right. no pressure on the quarterback. I mean, I mean, Fitzpatrick could with four seconds, Ryan Fitzpatrick could find the open receiver. So you got to have. And that's some, why I said about Grady Jerry. I mean, he makes an impact on the on those trenches. I mean, he he he's going through up the middle, and so at the end of the day, as long as he keeps doing his job, but yeah, we get another tackle uh, uh, or end to rushing them sides, but they got to do their job. I think we got the people in place, but. Again, Again, hey, after five seconds, if I if our corners can't still cover, and you got Drew Brees and Tom Brady back there still picking us yeah. apart, I mean, yeah. it's 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 a it's a lost game. So, and I agree. I think I think the secondary could could use another another body back there, because um, you're down to people you never heard of. Hall got burnt. Um, I mean, have you never heard of Hall? I think he got activated this week. So. Um, uh, yeah, it's a depth issue. We talked about that too on the show. That after that Julio Jones trade, um, that that uh, Thomas Dumitroff did, he traded uh, tons of picks to get Julio, and that left the cupboard bare of depth everywhere. Everywhere is just thin. One person goes down. Now it's a fire drill to try try to fill in right guard. I mean, an offensive line should be. You should have a swing tackle, and you should have a backup center. You know, uh, ready to rock and roll. But you know the way this team is built, you have one. One linebacker go down, one defensive tackle go down, and one safety go down. Your whole season's over. Exactly. And normal teams in the Patriots would not be in that boat because they have depth and they're built, you know, correctly. So uh, I think that's a lot of front office 
uh, front office mistakes and and uh, missed picks uh, through the draft and and missed investments. Honestly, and, and we so. got we, we got to do better in the free agency. We got to do better. Yeah. Than, I mean, if you look at uh, uh, the Saints, man, I mean, how he draft? I mean, pick up free agents and, and and people off the street. I mean, this man does a great deal of uh, uh, champagne. Uh, getting people together. We got to focus on that too. We can't leave those people out there. We just look for big names. I mean, again, a Patrick Sertan, he, he, he a QB from uh, Alabama. He did phenomenal this past game. Hey, we need some people out there on the uh, yeah. secondary field. You know? Yeah, Sutton. Okay, so that's that was the name. I got up one morning and it was like, you know, doing my normal uh, morning routine. <clears throat> and I was sitting there reading mock drafts and they had um, Sutton at number seven for the Falcons. It was another corner. And right. I like to just throw my fo- phone out the window because I did not want another corner yeah, drafted yeah, yeah. top 10. I wanted defense. I wanted, I want fire breathers coming off the edge where they can Dude, look at the look at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers roster. Mm-hmm. Uh, pre, before uh, they have forty three sacks on the season. Yeah, the Falcons have like twenty eight sacks. Yeah, I mean yeah. their top guys are getting they're so they their top four guys. We talked about this last episode on the Rise of Radar. Go check it out if you uh, want to. That um, that their top guys are like eight and a half sacks, nine and a half sacks. The top guys of the Falcons, which is Deion Jones, and now probably Grady Jarrett is four sacks and four and a half. And we're week 15. So, and you can't have your 240 pound linebacker being your sack leader on your team. You you don't need your defensive tackle being your sack leader on your team, unless it's Aaron Donald, which is that he's a freak. And so great, great, great. I'm not saying Grady's in the same, like, you know, I, I'm not saying Grady's as good as Aaron Donald, but he's in the same body style and the same play style as as a, a undersized defensive tackle. He's not Warren Sapp, but he is quick off the ball and has got wiggle in his hips, and that's how he beats his guys is because he's low to the ground and and he can swim and you know get in, I mean, uh, if, penetration. If you like, yeah, yeah. If you think about the D line, I mean, you, you st- I still would stick with Bama with uh, you know Christian Balmore. You know, I would still stick with him. You know, yeah, and somebody like like that big, explosive, powerful. Front to, to help Grady up there. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, I totally. I'm there. I'm I'm all there. And so like they've they've tried in the past with Vic Beasley, and they've tried in the past with Attack a McKinley to get that speed edge, that Von Miller type, and yeah. it has and it hasn't worked out because they couldn't learn another move or stay healthy. Dude, yeah. I want a like a, a Reggie White type of edge. Yeah, yeah, like yeah, a yeah. Thick, yeah. 270 like Michael Strahan my, yeah 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 so um as, but you know I take who who I want talent I want talent yeah. more than anything so and then um yeah so that's that's the draft talent 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 and and, and who's hungry I mean because you know if, if you're hungry for it uh we should have the coaches in place to be able to teach you you know the tick. You know, I mean, you got the fundamentals because you're here. You know, we looking at you. We got that. So it's like, hey, do you want to be here? Do you want to play? Or are you a prima donna and you just looking for, you know, all the hype and the fame? Let's come here and play football. Yes. Okay. So, th- so that goes back to the last thing we'll talk about tonight okay. is uh, the co- the coaching coaching staff in place, and so. Um, 
Right now, currently, Jeff Ulbrick is the uh, offensive coordinator. He was the linebacker coach. Raheem Morris was a defensive, I guess, defensive coordinator as well, and he became the head coach. Um, the defense has played uh, betterish over the last, uh, you know, last stretch. Mm-hmm. Is there? Can you put your finger on like one reason? the Falcons have blown all these leads. Like, I don't, it's a, it's a bad segue, but like, what do you think is the problem? They dude, you can't be, you can't be a bad team and go up 17, nothing at half at halftime against the Buccaneers. So like what, and they've blown it, you know, four at least four heartbreakers this year that I can yeah. count that. What, what is it? Like what, I think I think mostly it's like uh, I mean you have to center it play calling. Uh, I think we 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 called the wrong plays at the wrong time. And if you look at just a snapshot of uh, or a snapshot of the the Falcons uh, playing style, I think it was just a motive. I mean when we lost against Dallas, that was just stupidity. You know that had nothing to do with talent. That had nothing yeah. to do with play calling. That's just people just not not no, not, not knowing the rules. Right, and and you're there. You've been playing this game for a long time. It's Pop Warner. Yeah. Hey, my son was saying, "Hey, get the ball. Why did not get the ball, Daddy?" So it is. It is a problem when you're making all this money and you're making like um, you know, mental mistakes that that's very causing to the game. So I would say a lot of it is really play calling. You know, you know, Raheem Morris. He had control of the defense before uh when. Before he uh, became the interim coach, so a lot of those defensive style plays are being called off just off him. You know, and I'm sure he haven't took his hand off him all the way. So, but he he needs to learn that hey, when you're in that head coach position, you you can't be playing double headed. That's what you got DC for, and that's what you got an OC for. That's what you hired him for. Get your hand out of there. So, I think a lot of it's a play calling. Um, and just and just pure people just not ready to show up, man. I, I think we got the talent. A lot of fuckers, we got the talent, man. But it's it's too much emotion to be going on in the locker room. We need a clean slate. It's okay. too much going on. Okay, okay. So we've all right. So back to what you were kind of saying there. It's like we have the talent, mm-hmm. and we 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 don't have the want to. I go. We had a conversation earlier this year that Cooper uh, guys. Um, who are the leaders on this team? Like who? Like who's wow. gonna who's gonna close the door? All the coaches leave and close the door and say, "All right, boys, we need to have a talk." And and that and that what you just said right there, Stan. That is the reason who are leaders because the Matt Ryan that we had, he's not he's not acting like that leader that we supposed to have him be. Let me tell you something, Stan. I, I know we can't be on this topic too long, but it hurt my heart. Yeah. When I went to the the thousand game in the Saints, and those Saints fans, they are some. That was in the bins, right? Yeah, yeah, that was in the bins, and I'm in, I'm in the hundred level, and yeah. they just disrespectful, man. I'm telling you, yeah. I, you know, it had to walk that walk of shame, walking out there. Don't we're not supposed to lose twice? No. Everybody knows that we supposed to win one of those games yes. with them Saints, man. The little answer they marched on in, and we had to walk on out, and that was just a problem with me. Yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, they ain't. Yeah, I, that's that hurts my soul. More, like, yeah, I, I've a 
there's that runs deep with me is is i do they make fun of me on the show that i i've stay i stick to my guns that it's a pretty much given that we're gonna not a given but it's a good there's a good chance we'll split with the Aints in any given year the Falcons yes, could be exactly the Falcons could be up the saints could be up the Falcons could be down. We'll split because it's a division game, and we do. I do not like the Saints at all. That the city stinks, um, whole, literally. State, yes, yes, it's yeah. So it can go. It can go. Bye, boy, bye. And uh, <laughs> yeah. Um, so uh, the leaders. We're talking about leadership. Yeah. It's on the defensive side. I think I see Deion Jones kind of stepping up and try to be a leader, and. Um, and I think in uh, Foyer has kind of stepped into some, to some leadership roles, but I think Grady would be. Yeah, I don't know. I can't. You can't be like I think he should be the leader. You, that's that's the thing about leadership. You can't just select somebody. Right. They, they got to choose. They got to right. choose, and, and and you have to see it on the field. Just just how they take their presence on the field. And and right now, you know, right now everyone looking at it with a season over. With, I mean, have they given up? You know, given up, and I think they did. Um, you know, yeah. um, and they, they just waiting for what's next to come. And, you know, some people can think it's more it's going to stay around. I mean, you know, they probably say, man, uh, uh, Blake might, you know, hire someone else for the position. So have they have they, have they been bought into the system? And I yeah. don't think that has happened yet. So I think once it's been known from, from Arthur Blank deciding who his GM going to be, who his head coach going to be, solidify that. And then it's like now the team can be able to get on that page and say, all right, this, this is what's going to happen. Yeah. Right now, everything's up in the air. So their they plan motion is up in the air. I mean, that's, that's just how I feel about it. Yeah, dude. Some concrete. That's that's a perfect. I think that's a that's a perfect uh, description of what's going on. Is as it's hard to buy in to at a half baked plan. And once we get a clean slate and we can all be in one accord, one yeah. vision going forward. Exactly. You know, I think it'll be it'll be uh, it'll be good. So um, I think we're gonna call it right there, man. And um, okay. I think we're gonna jump off the uh, jump off the airwaves. But I appreciate you, Leandro, for coming on. No problem. And, no uh, problem. We'd love to have you back on the show. Um, hey, just a text, just a text away. Just a text, text away. away. <laughs> hey, man, we we we'll get you. Uh, we'll get you hooked up with, with yeah. the rest of the crew, and it'll, we'll have a good time. Um, if you like what you heard tonight, everybody, go ahead and like us on Facebook. Subscribe to us on. Uh, uh, follow us on Twitter or subscribe to us on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts these days. And until next time, Falcons fans, rise up. Rise up. I love it.